You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. This year in the second semester, but it just worked out that every week I spoke to these young people about being a soldier of Jesus Christ, men and women. What you're going to have to look forward to as you go into this thing called the ministry, which is great. The Bible says, Thou therefore, my son, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. This class has. They just stuck with it. The class coming up next year, they've just stayed with it. They've been such a great example. They endured hardness as good soldiers. Soldiers aren't sissies. Soldiers don't quit. Soldiers don't see it's impossible. There's always a way. So endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That's what makes the difference. Our commander is not the president of the United States. Our commander is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. No man that warreth, the next verse says, you go to battle, you don't get entangled with the affairs of this life. Oh, I thank God for the young people here that will go queue out of church or go to a mission station and they may have to be like the Apostle Paul and have tent making for a while. Brother Johnson, as you prayed, I thought about that 40 years ago, how that, uh, how that you went to that city of Reading and started a church with a wife and children. And it was hard, it was difficult. And renting a building and renting another beautiful property and the great ministry that God has given. And I know there are days that some people have to work side jobs. But young people, I told them again last week, uh, once the church is care of it, don't get a side job. Got quiet there, this one thing I do. Get your sight on serving God and serving humanity. David served his own generation. So it's very obvious tonight, I want to speak to you for a few moments as you go to Leviticus, and the book, book of Leviticus chapter 13. Exodus, did I say Leviticus? Exodus chapter number 13. Exodus 13. Every year I, I have different things that I bring to your attention, and, and I have them with me tonight. Whatever I speak on, I give, I, I've given a baton away before. We pass the baton to the next generation. I have a, a towel and it says servant on it. We go around and we'll serve God. I have a Coca-Cola bottle. When the Coca-Cola was 125 years of age, I said every country where I've been and I've preached the Word of God, I see Coca-Cola signs. 1.6 billion cans or bottles of Coca-Cola a day are consumed in this world. And I said, as everywhere you go, you see Coca-Cola, let's go everywhere with the Bible and preach Jesus. This year it's very obvious, and I, I have something I'll give our graduates at the close, and that is a good soldier of Jesus Christ. There's a helmet, there's a cross, there's a gun, there's boots, there's an American flag. And every soldier of Jesus Christ needs to get in the battle and stay in the battle. We're in chapter 13 of Exodus. Chapter 14, I've preached so many times from chapter 14 all over this country. Chapter 14 is the most quoted chapter 
in the entire Word of God. It's where the Israelites were leaving Pharaoh. The firstborn had been smitten. And Pharaoh finally said, let go, go, get out of here. And the people of God, two million Jews began to leave. God, the Bible says in chapter 14, turned them. And when he turned them, it looked like they were trapped because the Egyptians said they're now entangled. In front of them was a Red Sea. They could not get across, no bridge. They could not turn back. The Egyptians were coming. They could not go to the right or left. They were trapped in there. And God gave them a formula. I've preached it maybe at your church. Three words, fear ye not. Two words, stand still. One word, see. I call the message three, two, one. Three, two, one, because they were going to see that God was going to do amazing work through their life. That's chapter 14. It's a pivotal chapter. Every prophet mentions it. It's mentioned in the New Testament. The great builders of the Old Testament mention it. Because you have to, you have to get over that Red Sea. How are you going to do it? I don't know, but God always has a way. Never give up. Never be sad or desponding. Graduating class, don't give up. There'll be heartaches, there'll be sadness. There'll maybe be a deacon board turns against you. There might be a church split. There might be unemployment in your area. There may be a health situation. There may be sorrows. You'll experience it all. You stay long enough, you'll experience it all. I guarantee it. And sometimes they say, well, difficult things come in three. Are you kidding me? They come all the time. But God's been good in my life, as the men just sang. You're going to find that God's going to see you through every battle. You don't know how he's going to open up the Red Sea. You don't know how he's going to do it, but he always does it. Exodus 14 was pivotal. But I told you to turn to chapter 13 because that was preparation. Chapter 13, they were getting prepared. And the Bible says in chapter 17, it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although it was near. For God said, pre-adventure, the people repent when they see war and they will return to Egypt. The crowd that I'm going with, they're going to get afraid. You know, something I found out about sheep, they get fearful. God bless them. You know, something I found out about shepherds, they get more than fearful. <laughs> But you can't ever let it be seen. Amen. Amen. Sheep need shepherds, and you're a shepherd, men and ladies. We release tonight shepherds that believe God can. Amen. And when you have no heart left, you still have to keep serving. And when your heart is shattered and broken, and it will be. Amen. And the obstacles, I imagine, I can just imagine what you're going to face with government and government intervention. And though we had this COVID, it's not over here yet. There's other situations we're dealing with. Government is not for Jesus Christ. Government is not for Christian education. Government is not for the New Testament local church. And if you think it's hot now, it's going to be going like into the fiery furnace because it's going to get hotter. Because the tribulation is coming on planet Earth for seven years. 
We're going to be raptured out of here if we know the Lord. But until that time, it's going to wax worse and worse. Men are going to be lovers of themselves. They'll be proud, boastful, inventors of evil. They'll be disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, burning their lust, men with men and women with women. The Bible says it. It'd be like the day of Sodom and Gomorrah and the days in Noah when they were given to pleasure to play. And everywhere that Noah was, it was violence and corruption continually. But Jesus is coming again. Until that time, it's not going to be easy, soldiers. We've learned so much from this man right here this year. Brother Oxenine, when he came here, he was on the track to, he was high up in the military. He came in as an officer. He still had to go through boot camp, but all the recruits had to salute him. He was an officer. After he came on staff 25 years plus ago, government continued to offer him good lucrative positions. You could have owned a home instead of running your home. You could have had a retirement I would ask him questions at chapel. He lived on the second floor. When Reveille sounded at 9, 9.30, 10 in the morning, what time? 5 a.m. You had to be downstairs with the bunk made and fully dressed. What'd they give you, an hour? Two minutes. Two minutes. So he told our students, they said, how'd you do they get dressed? He said, you slept on top of the blankets in your clothes and boots. And when the reveille came, you jumped under the bed and pulled the covers taut. And you ran downstairs and got in formation. You know, then it was eating time. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner we gave you, right? At our expense. And, and so you ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You got your plate, you stood at your table, and then what happened next? You had to sit down and drink four cups of water. Sit down, drink four cups of water, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then what'd you have? A half hour to eat? Four minutes. Four minutes. Breakfast? Yes, sir. Lunch? Yes, sir. Dinner? Yes, sir. What a life. Fundamentalism is so hard. That's the military for you. Life's not always easy. And here they're going to they're going to get have to they're going to face this Red Sea. They can't quit. You're going to have to decide that when you see danger and when when your life is attacked and heritage attacked attacked and and people make fun of your position, you cannot become a coward. My question is, verse fourteen: What are you going to tell your kids when you turn back? Look what he says. And it shall come, it shall be, be when thy son asketh thee in the time to come. Saying, what is this? You know, your kids are going to ask you, what about COVID? I'll tell you what you're going to say. I stayed in college. Yeah. Online and then out in tents. And then had to go to my room by myself and eat a meal. Could not have a social life. For, for three semesters it was like this. But guess what? We have a crowd of heroes here tonight. They're conquerors. 
And when your kids say, what was that COVID business? What was that like, Dad? What was that like, Mama? What was it like graduating from Bible college and going to the mission field? What was it like, Mom and Dad, going to a city where you knew no one and you started knocking on doors like a Brother Johnson and eventually bought a building and eventually had a church and eventually seen souls saved every single day? Because you persevered. Your kids are going to ask you, some of the sweetest conversations, my parents are both passed away, but one of some of the sweetest conversations was talking to my dad about the farm in World War II and going to church in a wagon pulled by a white horse. Some of the great questions I had from the wood belly, wood burning belly stove that, that his mother, blind lady, cooked upon for nine kids. Tell me about all those days, Dad. Tell me about learning English. He knew German. Tell me what it was like. Tell me what it's like, Dad, being 90% deaf, but he never quit. Your kids are going to ask you some things. Mom and Dad, you mean you dated and then got engaged, then got married, and then had kids? It wasn't kids and then date and then marriage. That was the right order. Tell me about when you went to Sunday school, mom and dad. What are you going to tell your kids when you quit? Verse 18. The Lord led the people about out through the wilderness. We see he led them in verse 17. He led them in verse number 18. Would you let God lead you, young people, as you leave here? We sing that's Jesus led me all the way. Led me step by step each day. Oh, don't be discouraged and quit. Amen. Thirdly, I'm done tonight. They took their journey. Verse, verse 20, and they took their journey. T take your journey tonight. Some of you are packing up and leaving tonight. Some of you leave tomorrow morning. Some, we're not going to give you a diploma. You'll be here two years from now. <laughs> you know, tonight is, you take, take your journey. In that journey, take this book with you and love it. Just love it. Hide its word in your heart. Stay with it. You know, on, on your journey, take God with you. He'll never leave you, but don't you ever leave him. Amen. Take heritage with you. Take a love for your mother and love for your dad and love for your grandparents. Amen. Take a love for your college and take a love for your church and take a love for your home pastor. Don't go to any church and ruin what the pastor and his wife and that dear church have been trying to do. Amen. Go and help it. Don't hurt it. Amen. You know, it could take a humble heart. Take an honest heart. Take a sacrificial heart. Take a servant's heart. Don't go to a church and expect to be served. You're not going to be served. You're going to serve. Amen. What a wonderful journey ahead of you tonight. Verse 17, he said, I'm afraid you're going to go back to Egypt. Don't go back to Egypt. 
World War II, I'm fascinated with it. I study it all I can. I love reading about those great heroes. Normandy, when they knew they were going to die the next morning, they knew. There was, there was no way they were going to live and land on those beaches at Omaha and, and at Normandy and then try to crawl up the sides of those hills and they were just picked off one after another. Thousands died. The sea became blood. They're buried all over this country. I was in a foreign country in the Philippines years ago. And I looked over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of acres of white tombstones, U.S. soldiers that died in the battle seeking to free the Philippines. It was World War II, and it was 1945. It was February 19th. The Japanese forces invaded. We had a lot of casualties, many. But the Japanese knew we were coming. They had added Pearl Harbor. And they were buried inside caves and in the cliffs and on the mountainside waiting. The next day, as our boys began to move that way, Jack Lucas was moving and they found with his soldiers that were with him, he was a private, and his buddies were all there. They were sort of in a hidden area, so they thought, and a grenade came. Jack Lucas was just a young kid. He saw his friends were going to die. They said that he took his body and threw, it on that, and threw himself on that grenade. He spared the lives of his buddies. And by the way, Brother Oxenine, miracles of miracles, he lived. Blew out a lung, blew out some of his blow, uh, bones. He uh, lost a lung. He had severe injuries. He was months in the hospital. It affected his life physically, but he spared the lives of others. He lives with, lived with the results of his heroic act, but he did it for someone else. You boys, you get married, you don't live for yourself, live for your wife. You girls, you get married, you live for that husband. You live for those children. You live for the people of your city. Love everybody in your city. Red, yellow, black, brown, white, little children, older people, rest home people, nursing home people, drug addicts, drunkards, people that are God haters. We're not sent to a city to win awards. Jesus, who was rich, became poor, that we through his poverty might be made rich. I challenge you, senior class, as we go into an invitation, I beg you to be a soldier of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. 
For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.